0: It's supposed to be a routine visit to the oncologist. A six-month checkup to make sure that all is okay and that her breast cancer is still in remission. Rachel has told Kylie not to worry because she feels great, and everything is almost certainly fine. Secretly, of course, she knows that things might not be fine. Her appointment had originally been scheduled for the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, but she'd gotten some blood work done at the lab last week, And when Dr. Reed saw the results, she'd asked Rachel to come in this morning. First thing. Dr. Reed is a dour, even keeled, unflustered woman originally from Nova Scotia, and she is not one for panicky overreaction. Rachel tries not to think about it as she drives south on I 95. What's the point of worrying? She doesn't know anything. Maybe Dr. Reed is going home for Thanksgiving and is scheduling all her appointments early. Rachel doesn't feel sick. In fact, she hasn't felt this good in a couple of years. For a while there, she had thought she was bad luck's favorite child. But all that has changed. The divorce is behind her. She's writing her philosophy lectures for the new job starting in January. Her post-chemo hair has mostly grown back. Her strength has returned. And she's putting on weight the psychic toll of the past year has been paid. She's back to the organized, in-control woman who worked two jobs to put Marty through law school and get them the house on Plum Island. She's only 35. She has her whole life ahead of her. Knock wood, she thinks, and pats a green bit of the dashboard she hopes is wood, but suspects is plastic, In the arcane clutter of the Volvo 240's cargo area, there's an old oak walking stick, but there's no point risking life and limb reaching back for that. The phone says it's 8.36 now. Kylie will be getting off the bus and strolling across the playground with Stuart. She texts Kylie the dumb joke she's been saving up all morning. How do you think the unthinkable? When Kylie doesn't respond after a minute, Rachel sends her the answer, with an iceberg. Still no response. Do you get it? Try it with a lisp, Rachel texts. Kylie is deliberately ignoring her. But, Rachel thinks with a grin, I'll bet Stuart's laughing. He always laughs at her dumb jokes. It's 8.38 now, and traffic is backing up. She doesn't want to be late. She's never late. Maybe if she gets off the interstate and takes Route 1? Canadians do Thanksgiving on a different day, she remembers. Dr. Reed must want her to come in because the test results don't look good. No, she says out loud and shakes her head. She's not going to fall into that old spiral of negative thinking. She's moving forward. And even if she still has a passport to the kingdom of the sick, that won't define her. That's behind her, along with the waitressing and the Uber driving and falling for Marty's lines. She's using her full potential at last. She's a teacher now. She thinks about her opening lecture. Maybe Schopenhauer is going to be too heavy for everyone. Maybe she should begin the class with that joke about Sartre, and the waitress at the do... Her phone rings, startling her. Unknown caller, it says. She answers with the speakerphone. Hello? Two things you must remember, a voice says through some kind of speech distortion machine. Number one, you are not the first, and you will certainly not be the last. Number two, remember, it's not about the money. It's about the chain. This has to be some sort of prank, one part of her brain is saying. But other, deeper, more ancient structures in her cerebellum are beginning to react with what can only be described as pure animal terror.